0: You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Good day to you. I'm Pastor Craig Beeman, and it's good to be with you today as we look at the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, today on Words of Encouragement we move forward and i do hope that we move forward into this year i want us to be aware of the presence of someone who should be the most important companion in our lives and there's a greek word uh, paraclete and uh, Leah brown our missionary mentioned that and i thought look at that she has she she knows what she's of which she speaks but the word paraclete, it's a, it's, a, it's a word used for the Holy Spirit. And the word, the literal meaning of the word carries with it one who comes alongside of you. One who comes alongside. And I love that. You, you know, we, we get Holy Spirit in English and we're like, okay, there you go. You know, Holy Spirit. Well, the word, paraclete, means the one who comes alongside. And the Holy Spirit is the comforter, the helper. Isn't that wonderful imagery for what God is doing by sending His Spirit to dwell in our hearts? Isn't that just beautiful imagery the one who comes alongside of us. I've often felt that many Christians have no clue. They feel like they've accepted Christ and then they've got to do all this work in order to walk with Jesus. That they've got to put in this, all this effort and because of that perception, because of that idea that they picked up wherever they picked it up, many Christians fail to even try because they think well that's just a lot of work I, I, I just I you know other people are better than me they can do the, all of that work and I I just can't do all of that work and the truth is the Holy Spirit who dwells in our hearts is the one who is doing the work he is the one who is changing our hearts day by day he is the one who is pointing us to Christ Day by day. He is the one pointing us to the right path in which we should walk. All we need to do is follow. Follow those urgings of the Holy Spirit. It sounds simple and it is. But we have to be in that frame of mind. The Holy Spirit is literally God coming alongside of us as we live our lives. Jesus said, I'm going to send you a comforter. I can't be physically with you, but I'm going to send the Spirit, my Spirit, to be with you. This Holy Spirit. So we're not wandering in this world. We're not alone. I could preach an entire sermon on just that. You are not alone. As a Christian, you have one who walks with you. The presence of God is with you. That's exciting stuff. The next logical question seems to be, why is God coming alongside of us in the form of the Holy Spirit? Why is He doing that? Why is He doing that? We'll be looking at that together this morning. I'm going to ask that you pray with me right now. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would give us ears to hear what you desire to communicate with us today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. One of the things I, need, I, I want to point out this morning is that the Holy Spirit existed in the beginning. The Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, if you would like to, you can. We're going to wind up in John 14, so you may want to uh, have a finger in John 14, but we'll be looking at Genesis 1, chapter 1, right here at the beginning. First we need to know some history of the Holy Spirit. In Genesis 1 verses 1 and 2 the Bible says this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. A lot packed into that one verse. But verse 2 says the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Literally hovering over is what the Hebrew says. I would love to see a picture of that. But what does the Holy Spirit look like? And we have a dove because he ascended or descended as a dove at the baptism of Christ. And so that kind of is a representation for us. But wouldn't it be neat to have a painting? I'm all into art. I love to see depictions uh, of events. I would love to see this. The Spirit of God hovering over the waters. What would would that even look like? I've always loved those first two verses. We find God doing what's best. He is creating. All through the Bible we find Him creating. Creating. In the first book, we find Him creating the world and people. Later, we find Him creating new hearts in the people on earth. Paul calls them a new creation once they have accepted Christ into their hearts. Something else in verse 2 gives us a heads up to one of the parts of the Trinity. In verse 2, we see the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of water of the waters. God was there and so was His Spirit. So there's the Holy Spirit at the time of creation. In John's gospel we find that Jesus was creating. What? Jesus was there at the time of creation. John writes all these all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. So from the beginning to the end we have God in three persons, blessed the blessed trinity. All three persons of God are present at the beginning of creation and are still present In existence today, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit has existed since before the beginning of the world. The Holy Spirit has been there. Well, the second thing, the Holy Spirit is the one who stayed with us when Jesus left. And if you would, John chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. Another helper, parakletos, one called alongside to help, a a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor. Jesus says, you're not going to be alone. I will go to my Father, but this comforter will come to you. I will ask the Father to send him, and he will come. And so we're not alone. We're not alone. The Holy Spirit comes. To be with each believer. Jesus did this for us all. He knew he was physically going to leave. And he knew that we needed the presence of God with us. He knew that we as frail humans needed guidance in our lives. He knew we couldn't make it alone. He knew we couldn't just wing it through the Christian life. And just hope that somehow things would work out. And that, that perchance we would do something that would please the Lord. He knew we needed the guidance of His Holy Spirit in our lives. Think about it back then, though. Those disciples walking alongside of Jesus Himself, the Son of God, the Messiah. Wow! They got to be with Him physically. They got to walk with Him and talk with Him and ask questions of Him. And I've often thought when I was younger that, wow, we just missed out. We didn't get to be a disciple back then with Jesus walking and talking with Him. We didn't get to experience His presence. But those are younger thoughts. Older thoughts. Older and wiser thoughts because of experience and reading of the Word of God find us all understanding that the presence of God is with us through His Holy Spirit. And He dwells in the heart of every believer He's there. The presence of God is with us. Can you imagine how they must have felt though when Jesus said, I'm, I've got to go. I'm leaving. I'm going to leave you. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, we need you. Jesus says, I know. I'm going to ask the Father. He's going to send a comforter. He's going to send someone who can come alongside of you and be with you. You're going to be okay. In fact, this is where Christianity and other religions Part ways. Jesus is not one we simply read about and follow what we read about him to the best of our ability. That's not what the Christianity is about. It's not about following these, the, 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 the ideas of, of, of what he preached. Uh, it, it's not, it's, look, you could do some of what you do with someone who lived a long time ago. Anyone who lived a long time ago. You could follow the teachings uh, of some of those Greek scholars of long ago. You could follow those teachings. And you could name yourself as one of them. But this is more. Following Jesus is more than just reading about Him and saying, Well, that's good stuff there. I don't know what He's talking about there, so I'm not going to worry about that. That, that Being a Christian is more than that. Being a Christian is being indwelt by the Spirit of God and allowing Him to flow through you, to move you, to speak through you, to work and act through you. Walter Connor, a great Baptist theologian of time past, actually also a Southwestern Seminary professor, wrote this, he said, "...we need to bring ourselves under the control of a living person, Jesus Christ, made available to us in an immediate experience of transforming power. This can only be done by the Holy Spirit. To bring us under the control of the living Christ is the function of the Spirit." We don't just, oh, we just follow the teachings of Jesus. No, we follow Jesus. We follow a living Christ. We don't follow a dead Christ. We follow a living Christ. And that is made possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how that works. Notice this comfort Jesus will ask God to send them as one who will come and be with them. One who will be alongside of them. They are believers Those of us who have trusted in Christ, we are believers. And this same Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and empowers us to do the work of God. Shows us what is right, shows us what is wrong. The Holy Spirit is the one who does that. Oh, well, sometimes I think, well, I just need to go talk to someone. Well, I don't know why. It's the Holy Spirit of God. I need to go talk to them. Yes, well, you do. Maybe that is probably the Holy Spirit in your brain, in your heart, motivating you to go and work on behalf and with God. Heed His voice. Do what He's calling on you to do. Look at verse 17. That is the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see Him or know Him. But you know Him, because He abides with you and will be in you. Notice the last part of this verse. Jesus says that this Spirit will dwell with them and be in them. Not only will He be with them, but He will be in them. And that is the difference. This never-aging spirit will be inside of each believer forever as one who brings comfort. Comfort! Do you need comfort today? I need comfort today. And I have it. My cousin is in heaven with God today. And I know this because he made a decision to follow Christ And I know this because many times he would look at me and say, we would be talking about something and he would say, you know what, but then, hey, if I die, I'm going to heaven. I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be with Jesus. I know that. And the Holy Spirit was testimony to him, to that fact. I need that comfort. Lee had that comfort. There was no doubt. Lee knew. He told me often. Whenever that time comes, could be tomorrow, could be next week, I'll be in heaven. I know that. Such an assurance that only comes from the Holy Spirit of God. The comfort that these disciples felt when Jesus was with them, this different kind of comfort, this discomfort of knowing, "Ah, we've got Jesus with us. Jesus is with us. The Messiah is with us. What a comfort. That comfort is available to all who believe, even today. God is with me, God is with me, through his Holy Spirit he is with me. I have that assurance of his presence, think about that. Look at, just looking at this past year we see the need for the comfort of God in our lives. Oh boy, we need that comfort, draw on that comfort. Lean in toward your heavenly Father. Allow Him to give you that comfort. I ask you to allow Him to give you that comfort because many people will not. They will say, well, I've just got to figure it out. I've got to do so. I, there's something I, I have to do. ah, 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 Too many eyes. Let God do it. Let Him give you the comfort that you need. Oh, well, if I just do this, if I just do that, let God give you the comfort. Please do not feel odd about that either. Don't feel weird. Don't feel like you've given up. Guess what? You really have. If you will give up and let God bring you the comfort That's where He wants you. That's where He wants me. He wants us daily to give ourselves up over to Him. And to allow Him to work, to comfort us, to give us strength, to empower us, to spread the good news. We have to allow Him to do that. To know that God is in us, able to bring comfort to us when we need it, ought to give us such great peace. To know that that resource is there. To know that God is there. Hey, I have peace. I have peace. The Holy Spirit is the comforting and guiding presence of God in every believer. That's what He is. He's the comforting and guiding presence of God in every believer. The last thing. The Holy Spirit is our teacher and our guide. Look at verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Here He is, the Helper, the Holy Spirit. What's going to happen? The Father will send in my name, in the name of Jesus. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So here we find the Holy Spirit is, a, is our teacher. As we live our lives, He teaches us. He points out to us what's right, what's wrong. Look, we sometimes have a problem determining right and wrong. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. I'll just raise my hand. <laughs> I mean, there are times when we, look, you just, I love a black and white world. I love this is right, this is wrong. But sometimes it's hard to figure out. And it's a, it's a, it's an, it, boy, it, it becomes an issue and a big deal because not everything I have learned is black or white, right or wrong. There's some, there's some area that's just hard to figure out. And look, we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit that points us in the right path, points us in the right direction, points us to the answer. We are in need of His guidance. And for us to make decisions all on our own and just run out and live life and think, well, I'll just do this and I'll do that. Well, Paul said something about that to the Christians in Ephesus. You know, you, you, you make your plans, you do all this stuff, and you think you're just going to go on, you know, you're just going to go off and make a lot of money and all this kind of thing. And you know what? Your life is like a vapor. It appears for a moment and then it's gone. Look, you'd be better off leaning on the Lord Asking God, where do I go? What do I do? What do I say? How do I act? How do I react? We're in need of His teaching. He guides us on the right path. But His presence is not only in our heart. The Holy Spirit, His presence is also in our mind. Our mind. What does He teach us? He teaches us that we cannot be taught by human teachings all that we need. The Holy Spirit teaches us spiritual truth spiritual truth oh well how do i get taught? how do i get how does the holy spirit teach me spiritual truth by opening up the word of god and asking god god help me to understand your word and through the power of the holy spirit he works through his word and speaks to our hearts and to our minds he teaches us well, I just, you know, I, but Brother Craig, I love Brother So-and-so. Well, I love Dr. So-and-so. You know, the big church over in the eastern United States. I love Dr. So-and-so way over there, out, out there in California. I love. So- good. You know, I, I like people that like their pastor, okay, and like other pastors. That's a good thing, okay? But look, the Holy Spirit is your teacher. You listen to those God-ordained pastors, you listen to them, but you also follow up and check in the Word. What are they saying? What are they preaching? What are they teaching? Does it match with the Word? I'm currently listening to a pastor whom I will not name, but he, they say, his friend says, look, the, the, his sermons are wonderful, and I listen to a sermon, and I think, that ain't no sermon. I, th- I listen. And I think this is an article that could appear in a magazine. Fine, no big deal. But as far as a biblical basis for what he was talking about, I I was really stretching and grasping, trying to figure out where in the world what was he saying, what is he, what is his point? It was it was it was difficult, but entertaining talk. I mean, it was you know it was neat. But the word of God w- was shared at the beginning and never. We never went back to it, and I'm like, well, (laughs) you know, you can you can say a little scripture at the beginning, and then just launch off into whatever you want. Well, then you, you, we need the teaching of the Holy Spirit through the men, the, the the men of God who are preaching. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit as He teaches us. But the Holy Spirit teaches us spiritual truths. The Holy Spirit also brings to our minds what Jesus has taught us. He does this for the disciples, and I think he does this for us as well. I think once we learn a lesson, love our enemies, oh man, wish I'd never heard that. Yeah, well, you heard it. It's there, and Jesus said it, and now it's in your mind again, and you're going to have to do something with it. And when the time comes, the Holy Spirit's going to bring that back to your memory. It's going to bring it back to your mind, and you're going to be like, Oh, I'm supposed to love my enemies. Oh, my goodness. Well, maybe I can get out of it this time. And boy, don't we try to sidestep the Word of God sometimes. Boy, don't we try just to kind of get around it. Maybe if we ignore it, it will go away. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit, who dwells in your heart and mind, is not going to go away. And so you're just putting off dealing with something. That is, that's what's happening. You're not getting away with anything. You're putting off dealing with it. Let me, let me, as your friend, encourage you to deal with whatever it is you need to deal with and not put it off. If there's something that you're struggling with, something that's de- that you're dealing with, that you know that someday you're going to have to deal with it, go ahead and deal with it. Get it settled. Listen to the Holy Spirit as He speaks to you and says, Oh, oh uh, you, whoa, what's that preacher talking about? Is it, is it me? Is it, is it me? Do I need to do something? Listen to the Holy Spirit. Follow Him. Allow Him to bring back to your mind those things you know you have learned and are going to have to act on. The Holy Spirit helps us to remember what we've learned. That is why it's so important to get into our heads. The teachings of God's word. When you were young and learning a ton of facts in school. Did you ever wonder. Well I use this. Geometry. I, uh, well, I, Am I going to get trigonometry. I didn't even take it. I didn't have to so I didn't. I opted not to. Because I thought well I'm not going to use that. Later, sometimes you found out you actually used some of it. Or later, you found out you needed to have uh, learned it better. (laughs) Oops. As you read the Bible, and as you absorb the teachings of God, they will get in your head. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, drops them into your heart. And then they get written on your heart. And they're inside of you. I mean, they're there. And the Holy Spirit, when He needs to, brings back to your memory exactly what you need to hear at the exact time you need to hear it. Isn't that amazing? God is Emmanuel. He is truly God with us. It's incredible to think that He walks with us daily. He's with us. He's not far off. He's not busy. He's not taking care of other business somewhere else. He's with us every day. He walks with us. Look over at chapter 16, verse 13. John 16, 13. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will disclose to you what is to come. The Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. And this is not the truth that the world teaches. This is spiritual truth that cannot be revealed to man by man. This is spiritual truth that comes from God. Spiritual truth that comes from God. Look, let me say this. Okay, you got a preacher. Let's, 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 let's take a trip. Let's imagine you have a preacher who is preaching the word. He is God-ordained. He is Holy Spirit-filled. He is sharing the Word of God. And you're sitting there, or I'm sitting there, we're sitting there listening to this preacher. And we hear him preach. And we say, wow, that was good. And we do not allow, we've not even asked. We just showed up and listened to the preacher and thought, well, boy, he was good. But we didn't even approach the time of the sharing of the proclamation of the word. We didn't even approach that time saying, Dear God, speak to me through the power of your Holy Spirit. Speak to my heart. And therefore we came, we heard, we said, Boy, that was good. That was kind of neat how he did that, wasn't it? That was all right. The preacher can do his best to teach you the spiritual things of, of God. But he can't do it. All he can do is the best he can do. Because it's through the Holy Spirit's power that you get it up here and in here. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that the contact is made between the facts that are being taught and and the reality that they are, the truth. That it's truth. It's truth. The Holy Spirit helps you to know and the Holy Spirit helps you to integrate it into your life. And the Holy Spirit is there to say, hey, what that preacher's saying, look, that's right, that's true. Oh that, I don't know about that. But that, that's truth. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit helps you to make the connection. And he points you to all truth. The Holy Spirit speaks what he hears from God and shares it with God's children. This is not something the Holy Spirit comes up with himself. He doesn't he's not teaching, you know, whatever random stuff he wants to teach. He's teaching only that which God tells him to teach. He's only disclosing to us what we need to know. From God, So he guides us into all truth. In his first letter to the Christians in Corinth, Paul wrote these words, For who among men knows the thoughts of a man, except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually appraised. The mission trips I've been on have been to foreign countries. I had to have a translator. I couldn't understand. I had to have a translator. I had to have someone to be a mediator. Someone who could help me to understand what the person was saying to me. A man who has not the translator that is the Holy Spirit. Looks at the things of the Spirit and says, This is foolishness. This is uh, That's not true. That's a bunch of hogwash. Because he doesn't have the Spirit of God inside of him. He doesn't have the Spirit of God testifying to him, this is true, this is true. So he says it's foolishness. But you and I, those of us who have accepted Christ, we have the Spirit inside of us. It helps us to know the truth. So again, the Holy Spirit is our teacher of all things that are, that are of God. He is the one who connects God's teachings to who we are as human beings. And He empowers us. With his presence and his teaching. I thank God that Jesus said, I will ask the Father to send a comforter so that he can be with you. We're not alone. The Holy Spirit has existed since before the beginning of the world. The Holy Spirit is the comforting and guiding presence of God in every believer. And the Holy Spirit is every believer's teacher. May we be students when it comes to God. May we be those who sit on the front row and get all that we can get as God shares with us. And then may we not sit, but may we be the ones who get out into our community and share that good news. People need to know, else they will look and say, it's foolishness. It's foolishness. All that Bible stuff, all that church stuff. Oh, you know what? Recently I heard that there are a lot of people in our world who feel that all the church is is just a a building full of people who are very legalistic and who follow a bunch of rules and demand that others follow them. And that's not the message of the church of God. The message of the church of God is that Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the Messiah. He came. He lived a perfect life. Died. After three days, he rose from the grave. And he sits at the right hand of the Father. And on that cross, he provided salvation for us. That's the message of the church. Thank you for joining us for Words of Encouragement. We hope that as we have now made it into the new year, that uh, you will walk with the presence of the Holy Spirit. We are hoping and praying that you have accepted Christ into your heart and into your life. Just received a letter just a few days ago from someone who was listening and said that they had accepted Christ, that they knew what they needed to do, And they'd accepted Christ. And I want you to have that same experience. I want you to know Jesus as your Savior. I want you to know the comfort of God in your life. Listen, this world we're living in now, I'm telling you, if we ever needed the comfort of God, it is now. Do you have that comfort? Have you asked Christ into your heart? Have you asked Jesus into your heart for God to forgive you of your sins? Are you sorry for your sins? Have you asked him to forgive you and to have him come into your heart and be in charge of your life? Have you done that? Have you made that decision? Go to fbcwinsboro.com. We'd love to talk to you about that. Remember, you matter to God and to us at the First Baptist Church of Windsboro.